Slay the Stars, episode 28. Last time, the two of you said goodbye to Char's parents and Karina and visited the hidden treasure room in Arithdal, the mountain palace of the old dwarven kings. You were attacked by a magical construct that didn't like other people touching the crown and helped the dwarves identify some of the treasures within. You've asked to join a caravan heading north to Annenfell, and Taz Lane has agreed to send you along. She took you back into the new city to get bandaged up and supplied, and that is where we are picking up now. Zem, the doctors that she took you to were able to patch you up. We'll say full heal. You're fine. Nice. However, okay. when Toslane asked them for extra supplies and stuff, they were very hesitant to give anything because they needed to help with the people who were also injured in the fight. So they did not have anything to spare. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally fair. As you exit this hospital, for lack of a better word, uh, Tosline says, well, I have some things to see to before the caravan's ready to go. They were actually not planning on leaving for a couple days. Uh, if you want to leave today, I need to get that done now. So if you'd like to spend some time in the market, uh, resupplying, doing what you need to do, and then meeting up after dinner at the the main gates. That works. Where's a good place to go for dinner? Because... Oh, well, uh, there is a restaurant called Duncan's. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan is a good friend of mine. He makes the best chicken pot pie. All right. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, I will see you all in a bit. Okay. <laughs> the two of you are now on the market. What are you looking for? What do you need to buy or procure before this trip? I want to see if I can find that vendor from before um, with the badge that I commissioned because, like, I don't think that's happening now. Okay. And I don't want to just, like, have them make something and then be not picking it up. Okay. Roll me just a general perception check looking for this woman or wares that look like hers. Eleven. Okay. You're glancing around. You don't see her place. You don't see her anywhere. There are a couple different blacksmiths here and there, but you don't happen upon that woman in particular. Okay. I'm just looking around. I'm just killing time. Okay. Char, anything you want in particular? Um, they're not really known for, like, magic, right? That's mostly, like, elves, kind of. Yeah, I mean, what in particular magic-wise would you be looking for? Either magic items or, like, a magic... Crafter? Okay. I don't know. Like, maybe if they have, like, wands or something. You roll me a perception check. I I hate this dice sometimes. I can't read it. Uh, 13, 14, 15, 21. Okay. You wander around for a bit, taking in the sights of everything that's, that's going on around you, and you don't see any magic stores nothing that jumps out at you as um, a magician shop however you see a familiar person oh no standing off to the side almost tucked in between two other stalls trying to hide a bit you see a small goblinoid figure oh you bitch and They don't have a stall necessarily set out. It's more like a a blanket where they spread out a couple wares, but they can quickly scoop it up and run away with it if they need to. And you see Dale Swin out there. And every once in a while, somebody will walk past and they'll lean out and say, Hey, hey, you, come here. You want to see magic items? God damn it. I thought I was prepared. I was not. <laughs> um, I want to try to sneak up behind them. Okay. I will deliberately walk towards them out front so that that way, like, oh no. Roll me a perception check. No. 
How bad? Three. Okay. Uh, as you are starting to sneak up, Zamira, Dale looks over and sees Char and does, hey, you, hey, oh, I know you. And then you like trip over a pot or something that's behind them. And they're like, ha, ha, what are you doing? You care to attack me? You sent the guards after me last time. I'm not here to attack you. What do you want? What are you doing here? Who are you? I, I sell, what does it look like? I sell things. I'm a merchant. I'm curious how you had information on things previously unknown to literally all others. I didn't. I heard that there was a treasure room and I just broke in. What is Shut. Like? Shush. <laughs> I'm sorry. I heard there was a treasure room and I broke in. That's all. That's all I do. That's all you do, eh? Yeah, I sell things. Huh. All right. Let's see what you got. To buy, or are you going to rob me? Good to know people that can get things. So so what? Now we're friends? No. I didn't call you a friend. I said I knew who you were. Dale Swin. I don't like that. And they straighten out some of the stuff that they had begun picking up. You look down, and you see some, like, little trinkets some necklaces, some bracelets, uh, weird totems almost, uh, some bottles with different colored liquids inside. Tell me about these bottles with the, the liquid inside. They're, uh, they're magic potions. What do they do? Oh, well, um, and they pull out a red one and they're like, this is a healing potion. And, uh, this, this green one right here is, uh, is poison. And this blue one, this is also poison, but it poisons people's magical abilities. I'm sorry, bring that last one by me again. Yeah, yeah. So if, if somebody who can do magic drinks this one, it does bad things to them. You said that was what color? Blue. Keeping that in my notes for later. Where did you get that? Doesn't matter where I got it. I want to know where to stay. I would just, I'm curious. Hmm. Wow, me too. I just found it. Shara's going to pop detect magic, so he's going to have that up. Are, are all of them magical? They're giving off magical effects, yeah. I'm going to just take a, like, a quick sweep of everything to make sure, like, if everything is magical or there's, like, a couple here and there that's not. Yeah, I mean, all the potions definitely are magical. Some of the trinkets are, some of them aren't. You have to point out one individually for me to are you looking at anything in particular i mean i'm now looking at the potion okay yeah i mean all the potions are magical uh what's this ring here oh that ring is super special it lets you be invisible once a day like me only i can do it all the time invisible mm-hmm hmm how much are you asking for this invisible ring? Invisibility ring? Ring mm. of invisibility. 150. Gold. <laughs> mm, I put it down. What about this ring? Oh. That ring. Well, that one acts as almost like a shield over your whole body. It makes you a little, a little more dexterous and deft. And how much are you asking for this? Oh, that's quite expensive. That one's 200 They are both magical, yes? Yeah, they're both okay. magical. Cool, 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 cool. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to put it down. What about this necklace? That necklace is also very special. It, if you, if you can do magic, it makes your spells more powerful. More better. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it does. The person I still procured it from didn't give me more information. Imagine that. Uh, and how much are you asking for this one? I mean, I don't know what it does. But if it makes magic more powerful, it's probably very, very expensive. 300 gold. Okay. Um, and how much is it worth that we keep our silence about what you have here and how you procure your items? 
I will stab you. No, that's How's your hand doing? <laughs> you you ask about uh, their hand, and they look down, and they're like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> 400 gold. Did I say three? I meant 400. So it's worth 400 gold for us to keep our silence. I will take this and I will take this. <laughs> Come here. This is not how you haggle. You don't threaten me. Char's going to kneel down. Give me your hand. He pulled out a healing kit. They're not sure of you. They hold out their hand towards you. He's going to batch it up. Batch it? Patch it up. You're being nice and you're playing good cop and you're patching him up. And I, in the meantime, I'm like, listen, little man, um, we can <laughs> literally pick you up and throw you like a sack of potatoes. We can't both be bad cops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm just mumbling it under my breath as I'm like inspecting the different things. <laughs> Dale hears you, and and they're like, "Well, actually, I uh, I don't do the whole gender binary thing. I'm actually uh, fluid. I prefer they them." Listen. So if you're going to threaten me, use the correct pronouns. Little goblin, uh, I can still throw you like a pack. Nope, like a bag <laughs> of potatoes. A singular packet of potato chips. <laughs> I could do that too. I'm just imagining Zem. Like Olympic, like spin tossing a bag of potatoes. I know, right? Because I probably couldn't actually throw a bag of potatoes very far, but I'm very confident while I'm delivering this insult. Uh, Dale takes their hand back, notices that you've bandaged them up. Uh, That will be one use of your healer's kit. Uh, And they're like, all right, tell you what, I'll give you a slight discount, but I have to make money too. It's all profit. Yeah, except for I end up in jail pretty frequently. I have to bribe people to get out all the time thanks to people like you. That is not my my problem. How did you get in there, by the way? Oh, it's just invisible. I just walked in. People don't expect invisible people. That is a fair point. <laughs> Most people don't don't even bother looking for what's there, let alone what isn't there. <sighs> yeah, yeah, they're right. Tell you what, you've been really nice. I'm going to give you, uh, <clears throat> I'll give you a 10% discount on anything you want to buy. The funny thing is, is, I don't think we can afford that anyway. We <laughs> can a little bit. If we want to spend everything we have. The potions aren't as expensive. What are they at? Eat, what's the price on each? I was selling them for 50 each. I'll give you 45 Per each one. If you buy two, I'll give them to you for 80 total. Hmm. Um, yeah. I'll take the healing potion and the magic poison potion. All right. Uh, they hand you one red and one blue potion. That's platinum, by the way. <laughs> you hand them platinum and they're just like, apparently I'm not the only one who has some sticky fingers around here. How about some uh, information? What's that worth? Like you selling me information? Mm-hmm. Depends on what it is. Potential new magic items coming into town? I'd need to hear the information first. Mm, That's no. not how this works. If you throw in that other potion and keep the discount on the other items, I'll tell you. Lifetime discount. I'll give you half off the other potion. And then if I think the rest of the information is worth it, we'll talk about discount on other items. I'm not the negotiator. I mean, I, I went with strong arming. I, so, okay. So like timeout. We don't have the funds to purchase anything else. So. I know. I'm not, uh, like, I'm done negotiating because it doesn't matter. I'm just trying to get the other potion. You could use the potion in your injector dagger. Oh, I know. I'm I'm well aware of that. I forgot that existed. Give us the potion for free. And then whatever items you pick up off of the people that we tell you about, we just take a residual percentage. And we'll know what items are missing from them. 
Oh, no. If I give you this potion for free, anything I steal later, procure, that's mine. I accept your offer. Was I bamboozled? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, whatever. They throw the the poison over to you. All right, tell me. I'll explain that there's the stellium mages coming in tomorrow. They're all going to be going towards the vault at a certain time escorted most of them will probably have magic items on them and they'll also be escorting all the magic items from the room out of there as Mm. well Mm. there's going to be students there you say students are stupid and easy to steal from yes they are all right bet no cheers thanks you for the potion (laughs) all right well check 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 (laughs) Now be on your way. I need to sell more stuff. Get it, get it, get it here. I have one more question. Yes. Where did you get those shoes? Actually, there's a there's an artisan who who makes them. Not here though. Like you're not telling me here, or they don't exist here. Ah, uh, I mean, they make them where I'm from. Where I'm from, we don't we don't really want people to know where that is. You know. Do they ever leave? Do they ever come out this way? Nah, most of uh, most of my people, they uh I mean, how many goblins have you guys seen? Like none. Exactly. But like, okay, so here's here here's something to consider. Like any old anyone can steal something from somebody and like give it to someone else. Like this this stuff, relatively common, right? Like it's nice stuff, don't get me wrong, but like, why don't you procure some of the items from where you're from that people never see and then sell that out here. You'd make a mint. That's a good idea. Like the tea? Yeah. I'll think about it. I'm just saying. Expand your horizons. My people, uh, they don't really they don't really trust you uh, service dwellers very much because of all the Terrible atrocities you've committed against us in the past, but maybe. Yeah, I can't really deny that. I'll think about it. There's a goblin out in the wild later. Son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) I made that! It's a good idea. Thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as long as you don't target very powerful people, you can always steal it back and try to resell it later. Shark walks away. I like how you think. It just keeps walking in waves. Our heroes go to the restaurant that Taz Lane informed them about. You walk in. Uh, there's actually like a host there. This is a for real restaurant, not just a ra- random inn and tavern. You're escorted in. You get a nice little table. There's a little candle. You see people around. Like there's some people having family dinner. Some people look like they're on dates. Uh, you know, not as busy as it probably was prior to everybody getting butchered yesterday, but this is a nice place. Gives off that, like, homey vibe. I like food. Yeah. The waiter comes over, takes your order, gets your drink order. Is there anything you guys want to discuss at dinner? Um, I'm going to tell you about um, more about the book. Um, oh, the blood one? Yeah. Okay. Like in very hushed tones. So I'm going to like lean in, play into the whole atmosphere thing like we're on a date. So I'm just like hushed talking to you and telling you how (laughs) like you knew that I was taunting. But like here's the words exchanged and they want us to um, go there to give them their book back. Except they also said they were going to find us. So. And if we return the books, would we get out of that? I mean, like, I don't know. If they're tracking anything, they're tracking the books. I mean, we just friggin' let them go. <laughs> that is a very good point. But then they would have the books back. I feel like maybe we bring them to the elves and then let the elves decide. Oh, I'm sure they'll love that. They're fine. <laughs> so, wait. So the orcs have sleeper agents, like, in the Empire? Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't really... I mean, they're, like, they're orcs. 
Don't you dare. I mean, how do you know? <sighs> because he's one of the reasons the war didn't happen continually. But how do you know? Zemi's a war hero. Okay. Okay. I like put my hands up like, okay. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Just. So like, even if he isn't. Wasn't. There's um. Like he might know stuff. True. And not realize that his knowledge is useful now because maybe he doesn't know this is going on. Maybe, like, right now. Maybe he thought it was over. I mean, maybe. But he's pretty much been at the garden during most of this post the war. There was only one person that I could ever think of that probably could beat him. But you know that they get information there. Yeah, they do. Um, I'm wondering if we get our hands on some paper birds. We could. I don't necessarily. And then, like, it occurs to Shar that, like, Alba sent a bird with blood. Uh. Wait. We. If. I don't know if everything's okay. We don't know. We don't know what happened. I can't imagine that that was good for Albus. I don't know about anyone else. What do you want to do? Sorry, just has to sit and think for a minute. Do you think we can play the orcs? In what way? See if they have a spy at the garden. We'll hand deliver the notebooks. We can try, but it's... they. I mean, they know now that they're in the hands of other so we're gonna have to be very careful about what we say when we were walking around there wasn't any paper birds anywhere around in like the stalls or shops right you weren't looking for them specifically but you didn't see any magic stores so that would lead you to believe probably no paper birds Toslane might be able to find help you find something like that though it's also a new day you could ask Rafe I'm literally writing a thing right now. I already knew. Like, Char will see you thinking. Are you messaging him? I'm putting it together. I haven't yet. Why? Are you asking if Reg was okay? Or do you want me to do it first? Oh, yeah, Reg. Yeah. <laughs> Char's going to sit and pause for a minute. Ready? Here we go. All right, Char, send your message. Okay. I hope Reg is okay. Getting ready to head north. Info on treasure trove and more bail, if desired. Taz Lane knows of us. Hope she's trustworthy. But didn't you say that already? I'm specifically saying that she knows of us, like Shar and Zem. Okay. The Your other one was. Oh, sorry, good. No, I was. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. He says, "I'm glad to hear you're okay." When I received word, I was concerned. Reg turned around to make sure you were okay. Apparently, he hasn't found you yet. Everybody we like dies. You are the kiss of death. Sure, I was going to explain to them what he said and what he said back. Okay. Uh, sorry, what I was saying was basically that because Toslin knows of us, if there is a leak, it's because of her, is yeah. basically what he said that for. Okay. So my message says, headed to Annenfell tomorrow, Dwarvish Convoy, secret treasure found with ancient guardian located in Old City. How's my hero, Miss Lots? Visit me soon. It, and it's like, visit me soon. Also, the house my hero was meant for Reg, but I'm letting him take it however he wants. <laughs> Inference. <laughs> well, there's a lot to be gleaned by how he takes that, too. Zem, it takes a while 
for a response to come back. And for a moment, you're like, I pushed too hard. <laughs> I pushed too hard and he's not going to I went to too far. <laughs> I went too far. Uh, he's over my nonsense. And then a message comes through and he says, I'm your hero now, am I? Hmm. Unless you meant Reg. He was coming back to save you. I'll call him back. You are far away, dear. And that, like, I'm just like. <laughs> you good? <sighs> yeah, I'm fine. And like, there's like, this flush crawling <laughs> up my face. Can we get some more water? <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> they bring you some water. They actually have ice here. Whoa. Like ice water. Fancy. Wouldn't have expected that from a pot pie place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the pot pie is delicious. It is wonderful. Everything Toslane said that it would be. Eventually, well, that whole meal will say cost a gold piece. So somebody deduct that, unless you're going to drop Toslane's name to try to get a discount. Nope, because I didn't think of it before. All right. Fair enough. You eat your food and you head back towards the main gate. And as promised, at the gate is Taz laying there. You see a caravan with four people who are getting ready to make the trek north. There is a large covered wagon there uh, being pulled by two horses. They look to be like big Clydesdale type horses. Great show. <laughs> uh, Drop a carrot for my homie. <laughs> <laughs> Toslane sees the two of you and she's like, ah, all right, you made it. Uh, did you go to, did you go to Duncan's? It was just as good as you said it was. I told you, I told you. Did you tell them my name? No. Oh, you would have gotten a discount. Well, next time we're in town, we'll do that. I, sh I should have told you. I should have told it's you. It's all good. Uh, well, I. Sure just like kicks the dirt in the back. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh. I got the caravan together. Uh, again, thank you, she turns to them. Thank you so much for agreeing to leave early. Uh, the extra payment I, I made sure was in each of your each of your wallets. These are the two uh, mercenaries that I hired to help you. Uh, they're meant to look a little inconspicuous. And the four people are just sort of like, yep, mm-hmm, all right. I'm sure slides you a dart. <laughs> Stabs me with it. <laughs> 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 all right <clears throat> so Toslane says uh, these are the four people you'll be traveling with this is Drea D-R-I-A this is Cadrix this is Zuvi and this is Nora they are representatives from Warbale. They're going to try to seek counsel with the leadership in Annenfell, and I would really appreciate it if you guys could help them, if at all possible. We'll do what we can. Mm -hmm. uh, what names would you like them to call you? I'm going to give everyone a handshake. Uh, v. Oh. Okay. And they'll shake your hand. Yeah, uh, v. -f. Sorry. Probably. My mouth is just stupid. Okay. I gave a name earlier, and I can't remember what I gave. I was just going to be consistent. It's true, right. but it's it's on brand for Zem to forget what she had already told them and then make up a different name. It's on brand A? Yeah. You can call me Brandy. <laughs> Is that what we're going with? It's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> um, Could right. you just usual suspects your name? Maybe. <laughs> Toslane just nods and says, okay, this is Vif and this is Brandy. Please, all of you, be careful. Um, is there anything else you need before I see you off? I'm going to hand her a letter. Um, if, oh, you, okay. if you could see to give this to the headmaster, uh, I would really appreciate that. Um, and if Only. you could do this... Um, when you're alone with the headmaster, that would also be much appreciated. But but 
please make sure it only goes to the headmaster. Certainly. I will, I will make sure that it is directly in her hands, but I can't promise I'll be alone with her. Somebody might see. Would you rather me, if I can't be alone, give it to her while she's around other people or not give it to her at all? Well, there's nothing identifying on the outside of it, so that's you can give it to her, but preferably when she's alone. Absolutely. And I just want to also, before we leave your presence, echo my concerns about a certain individual on their way here. Um, take everything they say with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Or just a whole ass salt lick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might not be correct in my suspicion, and I really hope that that's that I'm wrong, but I have my doubts. Just keep watch. I will. I will be incredibly wary of that individual. Thank you. Thank you for your hospitality, your kindness, your generosity, understanding. Yes. Sarah's just behind her, just shaking his head yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, well... Go in case they show up early. That would be unfortunate. It would be unfortunate. I'm gonna jump into the wagon. Wagon. Th- is everybody in the wagon or are there some people walking? Like what's the So as you both start climbing up into the wagon, you see that three of the the dwarves climb into the back of the wagon with you, and one of them, Drea, sits up front to drive the wagon. Okay. Tosleen watches you go. You begin to ride out of Morbale, and it's it's quiet for the first 30, 40 minutes or so while you're still close to the city. You're riding on this road that goes right along the river, heading north, uh, and then eventually Cadrix speaks up and says, Would it bother any of you if I uh, if I played my, my flute? No. Mm. All right. And uh, he takes out his flute, starts playing a little tune to pass the time. Is there anything you all are doing during the ride? Um, I have something that I want to do. So the weapon that I picked up before, I have something that I want to do to it before I give it as a gift. I'm going to carve into it, so I'm going to get out, like... I don't remember what I used to carve my knuckle bones. I think you just used a dagger. Okay, so then I'll take my dagger out and I'll, like, you know, do my best um, to whittle. And I actually, I have a symbol that I created. I have a new, um, the whole Names Have Power video that we created. A sigil? A th- a holy crap, yes. I have okay. a sigil that I created. And I'll show you and then we can post it. It's... It looks like this, and it's both of our names together, and then I'm also going to carve in stronger together, and that's what that means, or stronger together. So I'm going to spend my time trying to carve that as neatly as I can. I'm not going to have you roll for this because I want it to be really nice, (laughs) and I'm scared. You can have me roll to see if I cut my fingers. <laughs> How much damage did you take? A lot, roll but it's me fine. A, roll me a dex check. I'm just curious. A dex check. That is a seven. All right. Zem, you are trying so hard. The wagon is rocking a bit. and You're trying really hard to whittle, which is not necessarily in your wheelhouse of skills. But you're you're doing a good job. It's coming out. But you keep every once in a while stabbing into your own hand and you hit like a bump uh and let's say you take like two points of damage in total from stabbing your hand every time that happens i curse some sort of curse in dwarvish every time you do it you hear the other dwarves that are in the back uh nora and zuvi they're just they're sitting together and the two of them are talking back and forth in dwarvish and they start like laughing a little (laughs) bit (laughs) not in like a mean way but just like (laughs) all right I'm going to sit up front if there's room with the driver. Yeah, there's room. Every once in a while, I start making fun of her. Bump. (laughs) 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 But I I would like to try to keep an eye out for anything, especially if some zombie bullshit's going to attack us. Okay. 
you all left pretty late, so you only have maybe two, two and a half hours of solid travel to be able to do tonight before it gets dark. So roll me a perception check. Actually, just make it survival. That's a six. Nine. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> All right. Fifteen. Shark, you notice that there are birds here. You can hear them. The trauma. And every once in a while, you see a squirrel (laughs) running past. More trauma. A little bunny rabbit hops (laughs) along. But it's the owl. The great white owl. (laughs) (laughs) Put back for revenge. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's... There seems to be more life here. Is Cadric's playing a song that I would recognize, or are these more dwarvish in nature? They seem to be more dwarvish in nature. The songs, rather than having this, like, lilting, happy, dance-like melody that you're used to hearing songs played in Saltspire, the song has more, like, power behind it. A little bit of sadness. But still comforting in an odd way. But eventually starts to get dark. You find a decent place to stop for the night, Char. You make the the recommendation. You all pull the wagon off the side of the road. It's a huge wagon. You're not going to be able to obscure it. Not anywhere around here. So you're just pulled over. You start making camp for the night. Uh, Cadrix stops playing and says, I'll, uh, I'll cook something for us. How the hell big is 30 feet? pretty big i mean like i can get us all in 30 feet like the whole oh yeah absolutely yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna set alarm okay you go you set the alarm spell and char cadrix is making the food but zuvi and nora come walking over to you and they're like is she doing magic when he Char's gonna just try to be stupid what do you mean She's like walking the perimeter and she's muttering to herself. She might just be crazy. (laughs) And he kind of walks off. He's going to go get more firewood. They look at each other like, maybe she is crazy. We did see her like stabbing her own hand in that cart. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what she's up to. (laughs) Shara, what exactly are you doing? I'm getting firewood. Okay. (laughs) Because I feel like I can't. I feel very out of the loop, and I and I am very bad at lying. So it's just like I'm going to eliminate myself from the <laughs> the <laughs> oh, equation. I hope here. that's within thirty foot radius. <laughs> would Amara set off alarm? I don't think she would actually. Not in this form. But it doesn't matter because Shar, you are out getting firewood, which is normally a really good time for Amara to show up and talk to you. Oh. Sorry, I can designate creatures that won't set off the alarm, so I'm doing that for everyone. Okay. She doesn't show up. You don't feel her presence. Hmm. Not in like a, she's left me, but in like a, she's not here sort of way. It's weird. You would have expected her to be here after everything that happened. Hmm. Sure, it's going to maybe keep a closer eye off on the the darkness at this point at that then because that seems a little odd roll me a perception check of the darkness what stares back your face zem (laughs) zem stares back (laughs) (laughs) you rang (laughs) uh 18 Shar, you look into the darkness, expecting to see your patron somewhere, anywhere. Finding nothing. A lot of nothing. You see really well in the dark. And this dark feels oppressive. You don't feel comfortable here by yourself any longer. 
And you're not sure if it's because your imagination is playing tricks on you or if you're feeling a little off because you were hoping to speak with Amara today, but it just doesn't feel right and it makes you want to go back to the group. Okay. I'll slowly back away. I don't know. Maybe she's crazy. Takes firewood and is staring off at the distance backing (laughs) towards the camp. (laughs) You get back. Cadrix is finishing up food. Zem, you come back from casting your alarm spell. And all of the dwarves are looking at the two of you strangely now. (laughs) Do I have something in my teeth? No, you're good. Drea, who seems to be maybe not necessarily the leader of the group, but the person who's most outspoken, looks at the two of you and is like, um, well... Why don't you come sit down near the fire with us? Like I was gonna, but this is creepy. Why are we, why? What's happening right now? No, we just want to, we want to get to know you better. Um, Inside check. I'm sorry. Something's up. Yeah, go ahead. 11. <laughs> she just seems a little scared of the two of you. Oh, that's fair. Char just kind of strolls over. Okay. And she says, well, um, tell us about, I mean, you're, you're mercenaries, right? I'm sorry. Most of the people that I've heard of who are mercenaries are not good people. So thank thank you. You took like a a whole ride with us and you were fine. I I mean, I was driving and the others were too nervous to ask. (laughs) You sure? Just like, I was sitting next to you the whole time. (laughs) You didn't talk to her. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is as good as time at present, you know? Okay, so what are your questions? Like, how can we put you at ease? What kind of mercen... I don't I don't deal with mercenaries a lot. What... Are you the, the kind that's hired to kill people? Like... They hire people to kill people? That's a... That's a different word, I think. I, I think it's all the same. I don't know. Um, no, we're not that kind of mercenary. Any of the lives that have been lost have been purely from a... So I'm looking for self-preservation standpoint. Um, it was self-defense. But I'm not going to lie to you. There have been lives that have been forfeit. That is both comforting and, and terrifying. We were there during the attack. We survived. Oh. So we might not have been anybody's first choice, but we survived and we proved ourselves capable. So you were there to help. During the attack? Yes. Oh, that already makes me feel a lot better. Uh, Zuvi and Nora had me kind of worked up. I'm sorry. And the those two are sort of looking at each other like, don't tell the secret. And she's like, they think that your friend's a witch. <laughs> I'm going to get this like slow. Char just goes, which one? Like, <laughs> you know when um, you're attracted to somebody and your eyes twinkle? I'm going to get this slow grin and like a a twinkle in my eye. Yeah, where I'm like. (laughs) So um, your your friend is a a witch? Witches exist? I'm going to minor illusion around the, like, around the fire, like flowers popping up. So that's a yes. Okay. I thought it was weird that you would be a, like a um, like a regular mercenary because you don't have a sword and you're a very small girl. So what I want to do is call like the witch bolt just to my fingers without casting anything. So there's just like like I'm imagining like arcs of light like going between my fingers and just say like uh, there's more to me than meets the eye. All right. That is so when she good. does that, I'll have the flames change color to like green, blue, and yellow and like flicker for a minute. Oh, you're both witches. Mm-mm. No, I'm going to make it look like she did that. Oh, just the one. Roll <laughs> <laughs> he... me a sleight of hand check, Char. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 20, dirty. Yeah. She's like, oh, you seem like a very powerful witch. Um, it's not something that um, 
I advertise. Uh, I'm very skilled. I went to the school and I learned a few things. Um, and then I fell in with the wrong crowd and then I've been trying to get out of that crowd ever since. And here I am. You just see the look on Char's face. It's like, why are we telling you? <laughs> I mean, it's not really true. Like, it's the opposite. Like, I started in the wrong crowd. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's fair. I just, um, just where we're from, people who do magic and witches and stuff aren't always super welcome. So I think, like, I, I understand that you know, people do magic for all different reasons, but some of us are just a little, a little scared. I understand. Are you originally from Morbill? Oh, yes. I am uh, sorry for your loss. Well, we're hoping that if we can ask the elves for help, maybe they'll know something. Or we can at least find out what's happening with them because they haven't they haven't been accepting visitors. We haven't heard any news from them in 6 months maybe. Okay, so then um, I'm assuming my carving is done. Yeah, you finish that up pretty quickly. Uh, Cadrix eventually serves food to everybody. Just a regular stew that you would make on the road. It's fine. It's good. This is really good. Thanks, Cadrix. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're, you're welcome. What was the um, song you were playing earlier? It was pretty. Oh, I um, I don't necessarily play songs just... That are already written. I I play what's in my heart. Oh, that was like kind of made up then? Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Oh, wow. Well, didn't have a lot to do when I was a kid. <laughs> huh. I was going to see if you could teach me the words, but that's really cool. You're welcome to make some up. Oh, I don't know if I'm talented enough for that. <laughs> We have a lot of traveling to do. You're welcome to make up some words to some of my songs and sing along. Maybe I will. Hmm. Flute, your primary instrument? Oh, yeah. Not not too handy with the rest of the stuff. I'm not really a bard. I mean, I've met a few bards. I think you're fine. (laughs) Well, thank you. I thought about being a bard for a while, but my parents decided that was not the way for me to go. So here I am. Working for the bureaucracy. So, what do you, what do you guys kind of do? We're kind of in the dark here. Gestures around them. Yeah. Uh, Drea says, oh, uh, we are all messengers. We have different, um, different, different skill sets, different people that we're here to, um, to go see. So have you done a lot of traveling or do you guys travel together or are you like on a rotating thing? Oh yeah. I mean, we do. We travel together pretty frequently. I travel with Zuvi and Nora quite a bit, but you know, lately it's been more difficult to get out to, you know, try to see the elves or to head South just because of how dangerous it's been. You guys ever been down South towards like, um, like the Bellwood? Anything down there that far? Oh, oh no. Um, they don't. There's not much to be to be done there. The um the Bellwood people, they don't really accept messengers. They like to be left alone. Char, what's your passive perception? Sixteen. It's about this time. And Drea's going on talking about all the different places she's been. She's been almost all over this continent. You hear the wind in the trees. It starts to pick up. You tilt your head up and look out, and Char, you just see a shadow shift through the branches about maybe 40 feet from you. He's going to stand up, hit Zem on the shoulder, give you advantage on the next initiative roll. And just, Ed, to the group, just out of curiosity, does any of you have combat experience? Drew's like, um, I... No, not not really. We don't. And as she's saying that, this tendril of blackness that you all didn't notice creeping across the ground 
has wrapped itself around Nora's foot. And she gets yanked from where she's sitting, dragged backwards. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. And that's where we're going to pick up next time. What? <laughs> no. <Fuck>. No. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck I, you. I just wanted to give him his friggin' sword. <laughs> Nora's like, ah. And Sam's like, I made this for you. <laughs> No, like, I had wanted to do it before, and then, I like, I felt it, and I was like, okay, it's going to have to be, like, I throw it at you mid-fucking combat, because, like. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's why I asked if it was, like, I wanted to, like, have dinner, they're asking us questions, and let me just go, like, here you go, and then, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're need. not. <laughs> no, you're not. Don't lie. Alrighty, we got a quick promo today. It's going to be for Tale of the Manticore. You can find them on Twitter at Manticore Tale. That's at M-A-N-T-I-C-O-R-E-T-A-L-E. That's on Twitter. They also have taleofthemanticore.podbean.com. You can find them there. It's a D&D podcast that is half solo actual play and half story. I'm going to let their promo speak for itself. And without further ado. Are you looking for a D&D podcast for the dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Polino. Thanks for listening. <laughs>